coming up sometime and let me, let me tell you how this can translate into our world you might have been praying or someone else has prayed and no answer comes just like with the lady here she was saying master come heal my daughter and Jesus didn't answer the times when you're not hearing from God God don't seem to be answering your prayer and instead of just staying there and waiting all of a sudden now you you got something that you want to say and do when God hasn't even said anything yet and now they might have wondered oh, I wonder why Jesus is not answering her okay that's cool you can wonder why he's not answering but don't try to answer when he ain't answered. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Here's something to think about. How often do you stop and reflect on the lessons you've learned in life? Daily? Weekly? Never? Thankfully, we have a teacher who doesn't mind teaching and reteaching the most important things we need to know. In the message series, Lessons from Walking with Jesus, Pastor Robert unpacks the truth we can depend on, taken directly from the life and perspective of the greatest teacher that ever lived and those who walked with him. Here's the final part of the message, a deeper look at myself. You can guarantee that if you know somebody who just don't have a clue how sinful they are, they ain't walking with Jesus, okay? They ain't walking with Jesus. Because if you really walk with them, you're going to find out. I, I know that from experience. I know from experience. Jesus had pointed out my sin many occasions. And I'm, I'm like, oh, man, that was pretty. Oh, Lord, forgive me. I'm just. So you learn. You learn how sinful you are. Look what Jesus says, Matthew 15, 15 through 20. The, the text says, then, then Peter said to Jesus, now, let me say this. Mark's recording of this instance, he says, the disciples said to Jesus. But I'm so glad that Matthew tells us Peter said it. So, so Peter probably was the, the initiator of it. And they all were in agreement, as Mark put it. But I'm glad that Matthew points out Peter. And I'm going to tell you why in a second. It goes on. Then Peter said to Jesus, explain to us the parable that says people are, aren't defiled by what they eat. All right. Get this. Peter's asking God, asking Jesus, explain it. What, what do you mean by people aren't defiled by what they eat? And look at Jesus' response. Don't you understand yet? In other words, you should know this by now, Pete. All right? That's what Jesus said. You should know this by now. Don't you understand yet? It goes on. Jesus asks, anything you eat passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer. But the words you speak come from your heart, from the heart. That's what defiles you. From the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, slander, bachelor parties. Uh, <laughs> it, where it comes it come from? The heart. 
Now this is, and then it goes on, verse 20. These are what defile you. Eating with unwashed hands will never defile you. Now this is a very important message, especially for Pete. Y'all remember, we talked about this, you read about it. Remember when Pete denied him? Pete denied him. That's why I'm so glad Matthew says Pete said this. Pete said, explain to me what you meant by you ain't defiled by what goes in your mouth. What do you mean? And Jesus says, it's what comes out of you, Pete, that defiles you. And y'all remember what Pete did when he denied Christ. He lied. He says, I ain't had nothing to do with him. He cursed. He swore. Y'all get this? And, and Jesus had told Peter early on what defiles you. So this is so critical. So Pete heard this and Jesus told him. And so later, Pete does the things that he listed. Some of the things he listed. So when Pete realized the defilement that was in him, y'all get this? This was critical. You, when you walk with Jesus, you will learn how sinful you are. Pete probably didn't think that was in him at that point of being with Jesus for three years. And then when it came out, he probably recalled the lesson that Jesus taught. And then he realized, wow, I'm, I am so wicked. Because what comes out of you defiles you. Mark lists, in, 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 in the book of Mark, it, it lists some more characteristics of the defilement. Mark 7, 20 through 23, it says, and then he added, is it what is it? It is what comes from inside that defiles you. For from within, out of a person's heart, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. At this point, hopefully you ain't looking at Pete. You're looking at you. <laughs> so, some of that should have rang your bell. And so Peter and the disciples was learning lessons. And they were learning how sinful they were. And so they asked about what do you mean about this defilement thing? And Jesus gave them a clear answer. Number seven. Seventh lesson from walking with Jesus today. Jesus is not bothered by, the, by things that bother you. Jesus is not bothered by things that bother you. 
Matthew 15, 21 through 24 says, Then Jesus left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyre and, and Sidon, and a Gentile woman who lived there came to him, pleading, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. For my daughter is possessed by a demon that torments her severely. But Jesus gave her no reply, not even a word. Then his disciples urged him to send her away. Tell her to go away, they said. She is bothering us with all her begging. Pause there for a second. So here's the Gentile woman comes to Jesus and is begging him to heal her daughter who was possessed by a demon. Jesus didn't say anything. And then the disciples said, send her away. We're bothered by her begging. See, sometimes we're inclined not to follow Jesus' lead. What should have happened here, they should have said, well, Jesus ain't saying nothing to her, so we shouldn't say nothing. Let's keep our mouth shut too then. But no, y'all, y'all know. <laughs> y'all know. Sometime, and let me, let me tell you how this can translate into our world, into our relationships. The times when God is quiet, you might have been praying or someone else has prayed and no answer comes. Just like with the lady here. She was saying, Master, come heal my daughter, and Jesus didn't answer. The times when you're not hearing from God, God don't seem to be answering your prayer. And instead of just staying there and waiting, all of a sudden now you, you got something that you want to say and do when God hasn't even said anything yet. He ain't spoke. Sometimes we want to get ahead of God and not follow his lead. Again, what they should have done, they should have just sat back, and now they might have wondered, I wonder why Jesus is not answering her. Okay, that's cool. You can wonder why he's not answering. But don't try to answer when he ain't answered. And this is what happened. They step up and they say, Lord, let's send her away because I'm bothered by her begging. Jesus didn't say that. Jesus just didn't say nothing. So in your life and in your life, the people you're in relationship with, if God ain't speaking, don't try to speak for God. They come to you and they say, I've been praying about this and God ain't speaking. What you should do is say, well, keep praying. <laughs> oh, no, but no, you know, well, well, well maybe God, we want to start talking for God. But, but maybe God is, um, no, God, if God didn't say nothing, let it stay right there. Just leave it alone. Don't get ahead of the Father. Here the disciples got ahead of Jesus. And look what happened in verse 24. Jesus finally says something to her, meaning I don't agree with your proposition to send her away. 
He says in verse 24, then Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. So he finally addressed her. But the disciples jumped ahead of him. So clearly he didn't want to send her away. And they got ahead of him. How many times in your life have you got ahead of God? Because he was, you were waiting too long and you got bothered by the wait. Or something bothered you and you just jumped ahead. Lord, I've been playing. I've been asking you, you know, should I take this job? You know, you ain't, I ain't heard from you. You know, the, 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 they, call, they keep calling me. So I, I got to do something. That, that happened to Saul. Saul got ahead of God when he was waiting for Samuel to come back and, 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 and offer the sacrifice and broke God's law because he wasn't supposed to do that. It happens. The disciples did this after Jesus died, buried, and rose. They got ahead of God. Let me show you right here in the text. Acts 1, 23 through 26. So they nominated two men. Now, I'm going to stop there for a second and, and, and just give you the backdrop here. We're in the book of Acts. So Jesus has died, it was buried, and he has risen. He showed himself numerous times, and now he's ascended. And he had told them to go wait to be endowed with power. And while they're waiting, they get some bright ideas. They start talking about how Judas is no longer with us. Because he had committed suicide after he betrayed Jesus. So instead of it being 12 disciples, it's only 11. And so they get ahead of God. Look what happens here. Again, it says, so they nominated two men, Joseph called Barsabbas, also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed. Lord, you know, you, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you have chosen to take over this apostolic ministry, which Judas left to go where he belongs. Then they cast lots and the lot fell on Matthias. So they were he was added to the 11 apostles. Y'all see that? Jesus told him to wait for power. They still waiting. Acts 2 ain't came yet. Power ain't came yet. While they're waiting, they figure, you know, we only got 11 now. We got to get this number back up to 12. We need to shoot another free throw. <laughs> we got to get it to 12. And then they pray about it. They prayed about getting ahead of God. God, we're about to do something. And this is a problem we have at times as believers. We, instead, of us, instead of us waiting or moving toward what God is, has blessed, we ask God to bless what we moved on instead. That's what we do. God didn't tell you to move. You just moved, and the Lord blessed my move. Not, Lord, tell me where to go. I won't move until you tell me where to go. And so they get ahead of Jesus, and they pray about it. 
after they decided what they was going to do, they prayed about it. Y'all been there? I know you have. I've been there that you prayed about it. Your decision was already made, and you, was all, you prayed about your decision. <laughs> and you already made it. That's what happened to them. You see, the problem was here, the other 11, none of, nobody had prayed or cast lots for the 11 to be there. The way that they got there was because Jesus chose them. Not because somebody prayed and, and cast lots for it. And they, they put Matthias in the position that Jesus was going to put Apostle Paul. Are y'all with me here? Jesus had already a plan to select Paul to be the 12th apostle. And he met Paul on the road to Damascus in Acts chapter 9 and called him to be his apostle. And so they got ahead of Jesus. Jesus God is, Jesus is not bothered by the things that bother you. We need to wait on him. Number eight. So lessons for, from walking with Jesus today. People will question why you don't follow popular customs. Some social norms can lead you away from God's commands. God commands you to help meet your parents' needs. Your sin is an inside job. And be more influenced by not offending God than offending people. And number six, you learn just how sinful you are by walking with Jesus. And seven, Jesus is not bothered by things that bother you. And lastly, number eight, great faith may be in people you don't expect. Great faith may be in people you don't expect. Matthew 15, 25 to 28 says, but she came and worshiped him, pleading again, Lord, help me. Jesus responded, it isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied, that's true, Lord, but even dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall beneath their master's table. Dear woman, Jesus said to her, your faith is great. Your request is granted, and her daughter was instantly healed. Y'all see what happened? She was a Gentile woman. She was not a Jew. And Jesus told her before that he was called to come to, to get the lost sheep of Israel. But she made a case. <laughs> she made a case, and the case was made through her faith. And her faith was so strong that she wasn't offended when Jesus says, I'm not throwing things to the dogs. <laughs> she didn't get offended by that. She said, that's a true statement. But, Lord, even the dogs, though, get some crumbs <laughs> from the floor. And Jesus says, you got great faith. Even though you're not from the children of Israel, you got great faith. And he heals her daughter. 
that very moment. So sometimes great faith can be in people you don't expect. You don't expect it. And this is some stuff you learn from walking with Jesus. <laughs> that you'll find some unexpected folk will believe in the same God you believe in. When you have a conversation with them, you'll find out. And so Jesus demonstrated to this person that the disciples was bothered by and said, send her away. And Jesus said she got great faith. I got a question. Who may you have sent away in one way or another in your life because they were bothering you? but they had great faith, a faith that you could learn something from if you had awaited on God. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I've made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son Jesus Christ amen if you prayed that prayer I want to personally welcome you to the family of God and I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus grow closer to God and to other believers God bless you to learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. There is no good life without God. And we need to understand this because if we don't, We'll let other folk dictate to us what the good life is. And we will find ourselves trying to live that as a good life and find ourselves so miserable. So miserable trying to lead and do what they said the good life was. Thank you for listening.